Welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. We're here talking Rutgers sports. Bobby Darren, Brian Fonseca with ScarletNation.com. Uh, Brian, we're going to get right into it this week. Uh, two games this weekend we're going to be looking at. A few games, actually. Uh, Rutgers football is hosting Michigan, uh, probably the best team they'll face this year. And uh, Rutgers basketball opens up on Friday, uh, hosting Fairleigh Dickinson. And then Sunday, they'll be back at it again inside the rack against Drexel. So um, let's start with basketball. Um, a lot of people anticipating the start of this season. Year number three for head coach Steve Peichel. Um, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson coming in, supposed to be a better team this year. Um, what are you looking at um, for the game on Friday? I mean, you look at the schedule, Rutgers should win. They should beat this, this opponent. Um, you know, is there a, a cause for worry? What, what, what are you kind of expecting going in? Well, Fairleigh Dickinson is a team that is better than I think most people expect. They're supposed to compete for the NEC title, and they're a decent mid-major team. I don't think Rutgers should have any issue in defeating either Fairleigh Dickinson or Drexel. I really do think they should finish the weekend undefeated. If they lose one of the first two games, they, there should be some some worry or at least some concern, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the thing that people should be excited to look at is how the team looks, how Peichel is going to you know, work with his new pieces, how they've gelled over the offseason, um, how the young players do in their first couple of games in action. Obviously, it's not... The level of competition they'll be facing at the end of the year, but just seeing them face someone other than themselves and how uh, they look, how they've adapted on the defensive end of the floor, how they look offensively, how they shoot. I think that's the biggest question from last year to this year. It's We've been hearing on the offseason how Rutgers has more shooting. Uh, they've gotten through recruiting. It's been an issue for the first two years. It's going to be interesting to see whether there are early signs of that issue will be fixed uh, in year three for Puggle. Yeah, you have to put the ball in the hole to win the game. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, uh, you touched on it, you know, some of the new pieces. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how these guys perform. Um, you know, Peichel has been talking up Peter Kiss. He's been talking up Miles Johnson, who have both been in the program for a year. Kiss was, sat out last year as a transfer. Johnson was a redshirt last year. Uh, you know, and, and Coach Peichel told me before, you know, he, he was tempted to play Miles last year because, you know, he was developing and, and he really likes him. So I'm curious to how he's going to perform, you know, you know, it's his first game, so you're not expecting to go out and you know get 20 and 20. But um, you know, you'll get glimpses of what to expect. And then the new pieces with um, Shaq Carter, uh, Montez Mathis is another exciting one, and then even the progression that's expected from Geo Baker. Um, you know, do they have the pieces that could be difference makers in the games that maybe weren't there last year? I don't know about that yet. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns with this team. There's mm-hmm. four new. Uh, players between Shaq Carter and the three freshmen, as you mentioned, Peter Kiss and Miles Johnson. We've heard a lot of good things out of them in practice. If you listen to Coach Peichel talk about Miles Johnson, you'd think he's Hakeem Olajuwon playing a five <laughs> slam pajama. But he's very excited about him, and we just have to see how they can translate that you know, practice play into uh, you know, the, real, the real thing, these real games. Again, the competition is a little lower than what Rutgers will be playing in the meat of its schedule, so anything that is overly good in this game, you can't really... It's worth taking with a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be fun to just watch what Rutgers has this year. The three uh, highest scorers, three best players from last year are gone. Mm-hmm. How are they going to fill those roles? Uh, how is Peter Kiss going to do after you know integrating with the team for a year? Just mm-hmm. a lot of questions entering the season that will be either answered or there will be uh, a hint of what's to come, you know, come this weekend. I think this weekend is really more about just seeing what to expect this year than 
you know, worrying about the result. Right. And, you know, opening up against Fairleigh Dickinson, I think, is a much better move than last year. It was CCNY. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a Division three school. And it really, you know, it looked like it out there on the court. I, I think it's better to open up with this team that did that it give you a little bit more of a game than, than a team that I think the biggest guy was like 6'3 on the team. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, you know, last year it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't even really a glorified practice. So, you know, I, I say, you know, good job on them for getting a better opponent. And and you need early on the, the, the opponents from the smaller conferences to kind of work out the kinks. It's, you know, a new team, you're gelling, and, and like you said, you know, you, you want a, a glimpse of what's to come. Um, you know, it's not going to be the same team that you'll probably see in January because, you know, they'll be experienced, they'll be a little better. But, you, you know, you don't want to have those early hiccups. And, and I think scheduling those opponents is, is a good move, uh, with the exception of a CCNY. So, so I guess we we probably both saying uh, you know two wins for the weekend. Um, is there something that you want to see in these games? I mean, is there something you're going to be looking for? It, you know, it's really on your um, you know, you know, you're on your level of. Uh, I, let's see this. I, I want to put it on their microscope. Sure, I want to see Issa Chom be less hesitant when he gets the ball on the perimeter. Um, maybe not use his full arsenal of moves he learned in the off season. You don't really mm-hmm. want to expose your your cards against fairly Dickinson, but just mm-hmm. to see him be more confident, be more sure of himself, it really does seem like he, he's gotten to that point in the offseason in talking to him and watching him practice, but the real thing that matters is in the game, so watching him, watching Geo Baker be a leader on the court, mm-hmm. he's shown that in practice, but again, it's important to see him do it during a game. I'm excited to see Montez Mathis. Uh, he's still a little raw, and he's still kind of learning how to, I don't want to say how to play basketball, but to integrate into the kind of system that Pykel wants, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you know, the athleticism and the explosion that he has, maybe get a dunk or two and, and get the crowd excited and juiced up for what he can do. Uh, see Ron Harper get some get some threes going. Everyone loves a hometown kid, so just to see him get a couple points in would be exciting. And uh, just really uh, the improvement of Eugene Amarui and the returning guys, as you mentioned, just all those things are, uh, are, are things to look out for. And, again, Rutgers winning by 20, winning by 30, winning by 10 really is not the difference. It's just more about the way they play rather than the final result. Right. And, you know, I'm curious to see, in the beginning of the last few seasons, you would always see um, Deshaun Freeman kind of, not dominate, but really, you know, really be a presence down there. And, and you know, he kind of struggled sometimes later in the season when he was against bigger opponents. But early on, he was a go-to guy. And, and I'm curious to see who's going to kind of fill in that role in the in the front court. Um, you know, is it going to be Omarui? Is it going to be one of the new guys? Um, you know, Pykele loves Eugene and talks about him a lot. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. And, and, and out of all the talk and the excitement, it, it'll be nice to finally see that product on the court. And I think a lot of people respect the fact that they play defense. They play hard. Um, this is a team with an identity and a team you can really get behind. You know, it, it you know might not be the most talented team, but it, it's a team that's going to you know stick with it for forty minutes and, and, and fight tooth and nail till the end. And and I think that's why people have, are so excited about Pico because if he gets that talent in place and and couples that with that that kind of winning toughness and, and resiliency, I, I think it could be a, an exciting future. But. Um, you know, moving on from from basketball, let's talk about uh, this weekend's game. Rutgers football is hosting Michigan. Um, you know, not the number one ranked team in the country, but you know, not far off. Yep. Uh, you know, they they could be right now the second best to Alabama. You can make a, a case for that. Yep. So um, they're coming in with the number one defense in the country. Um, what what's I mean? What does Rutgers have to do? What can they do? What's what's going to happen here? I think. 
literally, literally, literally everything would have to go perfect for Rutgers. This is, it would be one of the most improbable, it'd be the <laughs> greatest upset in program history. Uh, it'd be the biggest upset probably of the season in college football. Now, I, you know, nobody's expecting to go out and, and pull off the upset, but what, what do they have to do to keep this thing manageable, competitive, close, whatever you want to call it? Fair enough. I think the offense is to try to stay on the field as long as possible, which is going to be hard, like you said. Michigan's defense is the number one in the country by far. I think they they allow 40 less yards per game than the number two team, Miami, which is insane. They fly everywhere. They're, they they stop the run. They stop the pass. So just linking together some first downs and just keeping the defense off the field as long as possible. Defensively, stopping the run, not biting on... I mean, it's really hard because they just do so many things well. They can run the ball. Uh, Shea Patterson runs those RPOs so well. He, he reads the defense so well and when to keep it, when to throw it, when to let it go to the running back. Um, I think Michigan is, in my opinion, the second-best team in the country aside from Alabama. Yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be a long day for Rutgers. I really don't know what to really say here because I <laughs> I hear you well. Hey, look, uh, a few weeks back, Michigan played close with Northwestern. Rutgers played close with Northwestern. But, you know, you can look at the scores and, and say that. Wait, wait, you used the term last week. Transitive what, property. Transitive property. Now, <laughs> I don't know if that will translate this week. But, um, you know, I think it's important to note, too, that this Michigan team is really starting to peak and play yeah. well. And, and, you know, you look at schedules in the season. How did this team lose early on to this team? And I, I think what you're seeing with Michigan is just a team that's powering through the year and getting better and getting stronger, and that defense is really putting it together. Yeah. I, I don't think Ohio State's going to stand a chance against them when they play um, for the, you know, the, the right to represent the East in the, in the Big Ten Championship. But, um, you know, is this game capable of getting as ugly as 78 nothing? I don't think it'll get to 78 nothing only because uh, – I think Rutgers' defense is good enough to that that the seventy-eight nothing game was not Harbaugh trying to run up the score. I think if you rewatch the game a couple of years removed, you see that they were running pretty simple stuff. They were running third-string scout team guys, and they were just getting open and running through. I think that Rutgers' defense this year will have will be better, and they can stop that garbage time, those garbage time touchdowns. But I do think that I don't know if Michigan's going to cover the spread right now. It's at 40 points. I don't 40 know if they'll points. cover that. Yeah. But I do think it'll be close. I don't think Rutgers will have it. I think by halftime this game will be resolved in, in truthful in my opinion. But Yeah, and it's it's tougher. I mean, like you said, you're going up against arguably the best team in the country. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, th- this is a team that you could be watching in the national championship game and um, it's just it's a bad matchup. Um, we watch practice and, and, you know, it's kind of the same thing this week and, and you know... You kind of almost feel bad for them because what are you going to do against this defense? It's not really – yeah, this is more so just how good Michigan is, I think. I don't want to, like, make this seem how – seem it that – it's just, Michigan is really, really – I can't say it enough. Michigan is really good. They are – I think it'll be an upset if they don't represent the Big Ten in the playoff. I think they're going to go 12-1 and or 11-1 and and, and make the playoff. And they're insanely good. This is the best team Michigan has had in a decade, and they're far removed. This is – if you look at – when Rutgers beat Michigan in 2014, right? Wh- how far it's gone mm. since that time, it's insane the growth that this program has had. So yeah. I don't think there's any shame in losing to this Michigan team for yeah. anyone in this country. Right. So it's just going to be a... It's, uh, the solace is the fact that anyone that goes to the game gets to watch one of the best teams 
in the country and gets yeah. to watch some really good football. If there's anything positive, take out of it. Now, how about, you know, maybe if you look past Michigan, you got Penn State coming in. And, I mean, that's a team that's, that's down a little bit this year. I mean, can, can you do some positive things against Michigan to build off of for that game where they come in? I mean, is there a chance that following week? Well, Michigan absolutely blew Penn State's doors off last mm-hmm. weekend. So if you can... Do better than Penn State. They set the bar really low last week. If you could do better than Penn State, I guess that gives you some momentum going mm-hmm. into that week. I think Rutgers, the most important thing that Rutgers can do this weekend is not put Arsikowski in danger. Mm-hmm. He's going to get hit a lot because their defensive ends are insane. Mm-hmm. And any offensive line across the country is going to have insanity this week. Isn't they're, they're, <laughs> I, I, they're, I have to start reading a, a thesaurus to really <laughs> find words to describe this Michigan team. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. They're, they're, they're going to get past Rutgers tackles. They're going to get to Sikowski. The most important thing is to protect him well enough that he doesn't get injured again like he did against Ohio State and preserving right. him for the for Penn State because if he was Sikowski, I think that any hope of beating Penn State is is gone. I do think that Penn State is more vulnerable now than they looked like they would be at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Their starting quarterback, Trace McSorley, is banged up. Mm-hmm. His health is kind of in question right now. The, their backup played a couple of snaps against Michigan and immediately threw an interception, so he doesn't look very crisp. Penn State is not the team that people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Right. So I guess the solace is get through Michigan healthy, don't get embarrassed to a point where you make national headlines, mm-hmm. move on to Penn State with some hope, and I think that there is a chance, albeit slim, but there is a chance Rutgers can make it a game against Penn State. Hey, and, and you know, that would be, even if even if Rutgers finished 2-10, and 10, a win over Penn State would make this a great year, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, if, if somebody would tell you that you could beat Penn State, you know, I, I know there's no love for uh, amongst the Rutgers fan base for that, but, uh, you know, does that salvage any, any remnant of the season? I don't know if it completely salvages the season, but I think if you told Rutgers fans before the year if they can get a, a win against Penn State or Michigan, Regardless of the record, they would take it because okay. I think I think you do feel some animosity from the fan base for both of those programs for different reasons. Right, and um, well, you know, it's something to build off of. Um, I don't think either one of us is going to pick Rutgers to upset Michigan this week, but um, we'll have continued coverage for you: Rutgers basketball and football, uh, wrestling as well. Uh, it's a busy time in Piscataway; a lot going on. So uh, we'll be back next week with more for Brian Fonseca, Bobby Darren. Thanks for listening to the Scarlet Nation podcast, and we'll see you again.